Hello, guys, and welcome back to SRM Radio. I am James Brain. I am here with Keenan Knight, Jason Berkowitz. And today we're going to be talking about whether or not the NBA should have their All Star game this season. So, um, as of recently, it's been kind of up in the air. A lot of people have spoken out um, for and against the idea of having an, an NBA All Star game this year, which would be in Atlanta um, in early March. So, um, we're going to split this up into two sides and, and we're going to start by talking about the pros of the idea of having the All-Star game. So I just want to throw this question out there. What do you guys think the, the, the positives of potentially having this game would be? Well, I honestly think when you look at having the All-Star game, it's, it's a lot of it's about money. You want to draw attention to your best players in a given league. So money, popularity and whatnot, obviously skills, competition, dunk contest, three point contest, all that they draw people that don't normally watch basketball just because they're intrigued and seeing, you know, dunks that you can't actually do in game or something like that. I think the the draw that NBA fans have to all-star weekend is massive and the NBA will certainly miss out on that. I just not, I'm just not sure it's worth it. Yeah. Kind of going off what Keenan said, I think it's definitely money driven. I mean, it has to be at this point. Um, Also like last year, they they talked about how the stats for the game went up eight percent as a result of the format change and obviously the kobe tribute played a factor into that as well but i think with adam silver like a lot of what's going through his head is like oh the league could be dying the ratings are going down and last season even before covid the tv ratings are going down and so for covid to come at a time and kind of hurt a lot of it's it's big and that that might be a reason why they would want to have it this year yeah and i mean Money makes the world go round, and obviously the NBA wants to make up for the money that they lost last year. But I think it's irresponsible, which, again, we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit when we get to the concept. A couple of pros that I think, though, is um, there needs to be some positives. You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be some wins. There needs to be some good things that happen. And I think the All-Star game, especially last year, was such a positive stretch of time after a tragedy like the loss of Kobe in the NBA community that they could be looking at the All-Star game as a way to try to make – you know, try to bring some positivity to whether it be just to Atlanta or to the NBA or to the players. Um, but I, it's the, the question is, is, is that more important than giving players um, a safe break from play and giving them a little bit of a rest, especially considering coming off this short offseason? Like LeBron said, coming off of a 73-day offseason, 71-day offseason, he just was looking forward to that one-week break that he would have for the All-Star break and not having to travel and not having to play in a game. And do you think that's like a, a huge factor of why these the players might be opposed um, compared to the owner and the league wanting to play? Yeah, for sure. I think fatigue or rest value definitely has a part in this. I mean, these players were upended from their, obviously, schedule last year. They halted play, were put on hold, and then thrown into a bubble and then said, you got two months to prepare for the next season. That's slightly ridiculous but it's what needed to happen in order to continue the way of the nba i don't think these guys are nearly concerned with the rest as much as they're concerned with the health and safety factors that would be violated by or potentially violated by sending you know the 25 best players down in the league down to atlanta but i think it definitely has something to do with it these guys want to sit on their couch for a week they don't get to do that ever they, they would enjoy the rest that they didn't get to have this offseason. Yeah, so kind of going off that, I know that uh, 
in the All-Star game, obviously, these are the best players from the best teams and everything like that. And so these players are the ones taking on the heaviest workload in games. So I think it definitely makes sense that they would want like a week break, like especially LeBron, Giannis, all these people that need to make sure they're staying healthy and able to play when it comes playoff playoff time. But I agree also, like there's a lot of negativity going on in, in terms of like what could come from this. And it makes sense that the players are not necessarily like super into the whole going to Atlanta for it. Yeah. And just to get back to the, the actual pros of this, potentially there are some positives to this game, even, even in a COVID situation, like the NBA lost just their, their projected losses from last year, down 10%, $1.5 billion from last year is what they they're missing coming into this season. So there's obviously like reasons why they're going to try to make this up, but there's also the fact that players do get paid from the all-star game. So guys that, you know, and, and, and there was a lot of charity work done throughout last year's all-star game as well. So looking at that, there, there's, you know, some monetary value for the players and there's some charitable work that they could be a part of that would make a difference in a lot of, a lot of ways going into that game as well. So like as much as I am initially really against the idea of, having an all-star game it's also kind of intriguing to think this might actually be a decent idea if they were able to do it correctly um that being said we're going to get into the into the cons in a second i do want to take a really quick break and we'll be right back Welcome back to SRM Radio. Um, so we've been talking today about whether the NBA should or should not have the All-Star Game this season. So we just talked about the pros and what the, the better parts of this might be. Now we're going to talk about the actual parts, what might be wrong, what might hurt the league, what might hurt the players. So Keenan, I want to toss this to you first. What's Obviously, we talk about COVID. We know that's a huge deal. Do you think that's the biggest factor in why and, and, and what players and what coaches really don't want to try to fight off going into this all-star game? I really do think that has to be the main factor. I mean, you think we're in a pandemic and this, this five letter word COVID has affected everybody in the world for almost a full calendar year at this point. How can that not be your main concern? Yeah. The players, I'm sure they would love to recoup their 50 K for winning, or if they lose, they still get half of that. But 50K for them is pocket change. They, they can drop it on the ground, honestly, especially all-stars that are consistently making all-star games. That's nothing. You're definitely right. They, it, the main concern is 1 million percent COVID. The second that Luka Doncic and LeBron James come out of the all-star week with COVID, the NBA is going to realize that, you know, this is what the exact concern is. You want to protect your star players, and you're, I feel like you're just putting them at utmost, the utmost risk by sending them all to Atlanta. Yeah, also, uh, I knew from last season, like, a big reason why their ratings were down were injuries to star players. So, as you said, if someone like LeBron, Luka Doncic, Giannis were to come down with COVID and not be able to play now for an extended period of time, that would also kill ratings for the next half of the season, especially if it gets worse than that. That's a that's a fantastic point, Jason. I don't even think about that, honestly. Like, people want to watch basketball when the best players are playing. And there's this whole phenomenon of load management and guys taking games off. And the NBA wants to combat that by expanding, like elongating the, the calendar year that they play on and then making maybe shortening the season, whatever it is. I think a huge part of that would just be not putting your 24, 25 best players at the highest risk to get COVID and, and also coaches and like, 
I look at my favorite player, Joel Embiid, saying, I don't want to go down there. I just have, I have a newborn son at home. I have, I have a fiance at home. Like he's been doing his due diligence this entire time and being safe and trying to make sure his family is safe. And for him not wanting to go down, there's nothing but respect from me as a fan to say, I don't think that he should have to do that if he doesn't want to in this time, like in a different year when there's not as many challenges to get through, I would want Embiid to play. But in something like this, I wouldn't, I have no problem at all with these players saying I don't want to play. And the league should be okay with that as well, because they want to keep their ratings throughout the season. If their best players miss the next two weeks due to COVID, Who's going to be watching? That's, exactly. uh, that's something I wanted to build off of, actually. The, these players have been put under these strict COVID guidelines, even during their 70, their luxurious 71-day offseason or whatever. They're under these NBA guidelines that they can violate and be punished for, fined or, you know, other forms of punishment. I, it feels like you would just be taking those restrictions and throwing them out the window just so you get to see the best players play. Like, you can't I mean who left the bubble and went to the strip club. Lou Williams. Lou Will went to go get some wings and got suspended from the bubble for 10 days. You know, he had to wait, get retested and stuff like that. I know we're not at that scenario because it's not in the bubble format, but why are you just putting these guys at unnecessary risk? That's what it boils down to, in my opinion. I feel like you're just risking the safety of people that should not be risked. Yeah, I agree with you. There's, it's like a, it's hard to put it in perspective for a lot of people, I think, because it, these players seem at a different level of like just humanity. Like there's no, you can't humanize these players as much, but then when you look at them and they say, I have a family I want to take care of and, and I have a kid and I have this or that and I have friends and family that I take care of that I live with. You look at like, I look at a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, who's had probably the worst go at it of anybody that I know over the last year you know what I mean like he lost a bunch of family he got COVID he's had a really strong time or a really tough time getting through all this and then you're going to ask them to kind of just forget all of that and and put on a game that in real has real no bearing on the rest of this season like I, I think it's just honestly very irresponsible and just I I like Adam Silver to a degree I've been a fan of his what he's done for the league in general but this seems like a money grab and a very untimely money grab at that because there's so much wrong with this idea, I think, in my, like in my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think also like the fact that the, the players weren't prepared for this also. like LeBron James had mentioned that coming into the season, they were told they weren't having an all-star game. And there's just plenty of stuff like that. Like, it just, I don't know if it's fair for the NBA to put players like this in a position to have to deal with something like Another thing to look at is what would be the impact on Atlanta. I mean, while we're always looking at the big impact, what's going to happen to the NBA players, what's going to happen when you increase tourism in Atlanta, a city that's still under a public state of emergency and has been since January, you said? Yeah, early January. Yeah. yeah. January, they're, they're getting 2,600 new cases a week and have had 14,000 people die in their city since this has started. Why do you want to just bring more attention to a city that's already, you know, struggling? They need to take care of themselves. They don't need to bring in hundreds and thousands of people from across the country to watch, you know, guys play basketball. And again, it seems like hypocritical because the nation is asking these people to stay at home and take care of themselves and be and be careful and, and take cuts out of their social lives and their regular lives to, you know, 
try to help the, the masses to reduce these COVID cases. And then you're going to take a massive league that already has enough money that they lost 10% of their $10 billion revenue last year. Like, Oh, they need more money now. They need, they have to have this all-star game. No, you don't have to have it. And your, your ratings aren't that bad that your league is dying and, and all that stuff. So I, I think it's very, I think it's very irresponsible. Like I said, and it's very like, strange to me how they went into this summer and they were so set on having this really strict safe bubble and they did it fantastically like arguably adam silver's best work as the nba commissioner and then literally six months later down the road they're saying oh we should have an all-star game in a city where you know 30 different players and a bunch of coaches and staff come down to try to make this work and we're setting a lot of people up to get you know be in a really bad position so i i think it's hypocritical of them to have done what they did over the summer and then try to do this now. And also to ask the, the, the people of Atlanta to put their lives even more to the side to just have an all-star game. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I mean, I saw that there are experts uh, predicting like really big, like outbreaks in Tampa after the Super Bowl. So like what's to say something like that wouldn't happen to Atlanta as well, which just brutal to put on anybody at this point when we're getting close, we have vaccines out and stuff. So I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, it's it's definitely not. And I think that's kind of the conclusion we can come to here as we're running out of time. So Jason Keenan, it's been fantastic. Thank you guys for joining. And thank you guys for listening to SRM Radio. And we'll talk to you guys soon.